now teamed up with two co-founders to launch again vertigris a new company basically helps you kind of cool with little little kind of sensor clamps uh in your electrical boxes with kind of an an uh an i uh, an iphone like device measuring your electricity usage to help you uh run your systems more more efficiently you know to see returns you got to be spending you know somewhere between you know above 10 grand per month on that kind of stuff but currently they're serving 300 customers paying on average call it 800 900 a grand per month doing about 260 grand a month of recurring revenue this is the top where i interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base you'll learn how much revenue they're making what their marketing funnel looks like and how many customers they have I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 751. Coming up tomorrow morning, Adrian Nossenbaum joins us. He thinks that retailers want their own version of Amazon, and he is cashing in. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Mark Chung. He's the CEO and co-founder of a company called Vertigris, a Silicon Valley-based Internet of Things startup focused on smart buildings. Previously, he was a principal engineer at AMD, NetLogic, and uh, another company, uh, Pasemi, I believe. He graduated in electrical engineering from Stanford University and lives in Sunnyvale, California. When he's not building, he enjoys spending time with his family. Mark, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Thanks so, what, for having me. so what does your house look like? Are there a bunch of like gadgets and contraptions and you tell your wife and your kids hey i'm just a b testing i'm prototyping <laughs> oh i wish it was i wish it was that elaborate my my wife doesn't let me um experiment much with the stuff in our house but just <laughs> actually just getting solar today or this week that's pretty funny um okay so so obviously married wife how many kids you have i have two two little ones okay and so tell us about the company what's it doing what you're launching in um, so the company is a, is an artificial intelligence company. We launched in 2012 uh, full-time, and we basically focus on developing technology for commercial buildings to better manage their energy. Mm -hmm. And give me an example of like what it looks like installed. Like Name a customer and how they use it. Yeah. Uh, one of our largest customers is Jabil. It's a very large manufacturing firm, a uh, global conglomerate. Um, we have a bunch of sensors that install at their electric panels. And we use that to collect data all around their facilities about uh, various equipment that they're running, processes, lines, motors, pumps, air handlers. Um, we synthesize this into a very easy, uh, easy to use and easy to understand set of reports that their facilities managers or their finance people can then review, mm -hmm. understand where they might be losing um, money on electricity or identifying where potential equipment could fail. And... Um, in the in the process, we we hope to save them lots of money. And in fact, they've they've come out and said that we've saved about fifty percent of their operational costs through using our solution. Which is how much? I mean, are they? I imagine they're in the millions in terms of operational yeah. costs. Yeah. Of are these? Paint this picture for us. I mean, is this literally a little piece of hardware, something I can touch and feel? You're putting on every you know electrical thing, or is it software? Um, it's a combination. So there's a, there's a small little magnetic device. Um, it opens like a small clamp, mm -hmm. and you clip this into your circuit panel. Mm -hmm. um, there's actually a number of them that they connect together, like a little daisy chain. And it goes to a small, um, kind of like you can think of it like an iPhone that's mm -hmm. sitting outside that panel. And what it's doing is just dialing up and listening to the electricity talking in your building. And every device that's connected to that um, 
to that, you know, your, either your outlets or your wall sockets or whatever, uh, they're all talking through these electricity wires and, and this phone is just listening to them. Interesting. Okay. And, uh, and so how do you make money? What's your revenue model here? Um, we have um, kind of a hybrid model. We charge for the hardware uh, when it gets installed, and then we have a recurring software uh, service. Which revenue stream is bigger for you? Um, today, the hardware is, although, you know, um, our goal is to really make the hardware as inexpensive and as accessible as possible over time and just you know, make it so that every homeowner, every, you know, um, every average day person could have one of these little dedicated iPhone like devices listening to their home, and then just have like a monthly software subscription. So what is the little I mean, I'm in a, a you know, a two bedroom right now in Austin, Texas, how many of these little things clamps would I have to buy? like, what would it cost if I said, Yeah, I want to install this? Um, today, it probably cost about a thousand bucks. I'm guessing. And how do you calculate that? Like, what numbers are you running through your brain? Um, so you have like a two-bedroom, um, you know, apartment. You probably have a panel with about twenty circuits, and I'm just guessing you, you know, each of those circuits probably takes about fifty bucks worth of uh, sensors Clamp. to monitor, and then you know, one dedicated box is about four hundred bucks for listening to those sensors. Um, so yeah, all in about a thousand bucks maybe. And, and so each of the little clamp things are 50 bucks a piece uh well today they are we don't sell them necessarily individually but we we're working on ways to make that um cheaper do you actually make money on that or does it cost you about the same amount to produce yeah it, we don't make money on the hardware we try to basically make it as easy as possible yeah so you mentioned your bigger revenue stream right now though is the hardware so so you, i mean do you must have fun have you raised capital oh we have we have venture capital got it how much have you raised uh, to date, about sixteen million. Okay, and and remind me again. Sorry, I, I forget if you said this right at the top of the show. Uh, when did you launch the company? Um, well, at the end of two thousand eleven. So okay. The, we we raised our first round of funding, seed round in two thousand twelve. Okay. And so, how do you like for, for other people listening right now, thinking about doing that as some combination of hardware plus software, right? Where your hardware costs are basically a loss leader you break even on, and you're trying to grow utility so you can make more money on the SaaS side of the business. How have you been able to tell this story to investors so you can keep raising money while you're not really making that much money yet? By the way, that's an assumption because I have no idea if the SaaS stream is big. You just told me the hardware, you 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 make more revenue from that, but your your cost of goods sold there is basically a hundred percent. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's there's two components. I think one of the one of the components is that you know SaaS has been favored for a long period of time because you can grow really fast. Um, the margins are very high and very attractive to investors. But the, the downside of SaaS is that uh, it's easily replaced. You know, as someone finds a service that's cheaper or better, someone swaps it out. Well, the beauty of what we do is because we have a hardware component that enables the SaaS, it becomes a very sticky SaaS-like product. So while there is a there is a loss leader or basically a static component that's kind of a wash, um, that enables a, a much. You can think of it like your 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 churn rates for your customers are going to be much much lower than typical SaaS companies, and you will have a much higher like retention rate. Um, yep. So that's that's ultimately how we pitch it to um, to SaaS like investors to to better understand. And then from a revenue, um, I mean, I guess yeah, from a cost standpoint. Doing things that are hardware heavy don't necessarily require all equity capital. 
and that you can you can also finance some of these through um, through debt structures or through capital finance. So a lot of our customers, if they are credit worthy, they can actually um, pay for the systems through like just as they would like SaaS. So there's not a, a heavy upfront cost or capital structure that we have to out, um, outlay or that they have to. Yeah. Um what is the unit of like utility you measure in terms of your growth? Do you measure a number of locations? You have at least one thing installed on. Do you measure number of little clamps per like, inst like, you know what I'm getting at? What do you measure? Yeah. Hmm. It's a good question. Today we, we measure the total amount of electricity monitored. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. What's the measurement of that? Kilowatts. Kilowatts. Okay. Okay, so if I, so, okay, I'm gonna. So, what is that number? And then try to make it real for me for people that have no idea what it like. Make it so we can feel it almost. Yeah, it's so it's a few megawatts today, so okay. which is equivalent to enough electricity to power a maybe a small neighborhood. Okay, and and I mean that's that's helpful. Um, and how many? You describe them as iPhone-like boxes. How many iPhone-like boxes have you put out into the world? Yeah, about 300 today. Oh, wow. Okay. And on average, how many little circuit clamps do you have per iPhone-like device? Mm, it ranges from about, I don't know, six on the low end to about 40 on the high end. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. And, and are those, I mean, is the terminology, I mean, those are like, we can call those like circuit clamps, like circuit measurement clamps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And you said earlier that those boxes go for about 400 bucks a pop. And then each clamp at cost is somewhere caught between 40 and 50 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, let's switch from the hardware side real quick and talk about, yeah, the more interesting side, I imagine long-term for you is the SaaS side. How, mm -hmm. how do you, how do you structure the pricing on that? Um, today it's, it's, it's basically a, you get a monthly plan with each of the phones. It's either 50 bucks or 80 bucks, depending on the level of service you want. Okay. Um, and how do you, how do, what upgrade options do I have? Like, how do you drive expansion revenue? Is it based off amount of electricity measured through the boxes I have installed or what is it? No, it's, it's features driven. I mean, I think right now we, uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, so there is a there is a component that's number of boxes. So every box that you have that you install basically costs about fifty bucks on a data plan per month. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and if you if you install more boxes, you you know pay. Do you make that money, or do you just they have to pay that to their data provider, their telco, or whatever they use? Uh, we make that money. Okay, so you have um, a yeah. whole data infrastructure then, huh? Yeah, so we use Verizon basically as our backend for um, all of our data communication, and we are you know, Verizon is one of our venture partners and a and a strategic partner. For but us. have you have you structured that deal where you can actually pull some margin out, so you're actually making money on that, or is it basically at cost? No, we are making make money on that. Yeah. Okay, got it. Cool. Um, so. I'm trying to figure out the best way to like get to the, like for me, like if I want to install this thing in my two bedroom here, what would I be paying per month? I got, I have a good sense of the hardware. Yeah. Um, well the, the cheapest plan that we have is 50 bucks a month. Um, five zero. Yeah. Yep. So it would be, it would be pretty cost prohibitive for like a two bedroom. Um, but we're, you know, what we try to do is, I mean, this is why we've kind of focused at the high end range of the commercial space first. Um, we do intend to roll out a plan probably in partnership with the utility in the next few years that would allow us to put the, put this in people's homes for, you know, 
hopefully under $10 a month or something at an acceptable cost. Yep. Um, so people can be monitoring their own energy usage or using it to automate things that they might have around the house, like their AC or their ovens or you know, their car chargers or things like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, what you said 50 is the low end. What's like, what's an average that your average customer is paying you per month? Um, yeah, I mean, it's always, it's, it's either going to be between 50 or 80 bucks on the data plans, but it just depends on the number of systems they have. Um, average customer generally has about 20 or 30 systems. Okay. So can I, I mean, at a minimum, I can say just do 20 times 50, right? So assume a thousand bucks per month is kind of near average. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, those are driven by number of boxes. Correct. Okay. And are all the 300 customers you currently have uh, paying, or did you put some of those on early on for free or discounted pricing to get going? Um, I would say maybe 80% of them are paying. Okay. Yeah. So if I take, I mean, if I take 80% of 300, what is that? 260 times a grand, you know, a piece per month. I mean, it means it's fair to say MRR just on that side of the business is somewhere around 260 grand. Yeah. Okay. So that's actually pretty, I, I underestimated earlier when you said the hardware stuff brings you more money. I mean, that's a pretty healthy SaaS business. I mean, that's a really healthy SaaS business. Um, it's early days, but yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, and where look, where you really see your gains is what you just articulated. Like I bet if I ask you, so what is your gross customer churn per month or per year? I bet it's super low. Yeah. It's very low. Like sub 5% or zero. It's right. Yeah, it's essentially zero today. Yeah, you haven't had anyone actually install a box, start paying monthly, and quit. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting. But we're still very early. Yeah. What are the let, again? You mentioned it's cost prohibitive for a space like me. The ultimate sales pitch for you, just like a solar roof, is hey, there's an upfront cost to install it, but your savings are going to be X over time, so it's worth your while. How do you measure the savings part over time to make it a no-brainer for people to keep paying you? Um. That's a good question. I think it's, a, it's complicated to answer, but we have we have a um, kind of a forecast and a predictive model. So some of the things that we do, we take action for a customer, for, ex for instance, like if we're managing things for them, uh -huh. um, we will show them what would have happened if we don't do something and what happens when we did do something. So we can show them a pure, like a well-calculated dollar figure every month that shows them how much they gained based off of um, our actions. That's pretty cool. And how big does the thing have to be for them to actually see good savings? Like for me, if I paid a grand to get that installed on my two bedroom, I bet I won't see like a grand in saving for many, 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 many years. So like what's the right. minimum size installation you have to have for people to see kind of moderately quick, you know, returns? Um, yeah, general rule of thumb is that we, we look for people who sp spend about $10,000 a month on electricity. Got it. That's a great metric. Okay, great metric. Um, and then, where are you at today in terms of uh, in terms of team size? Um, today, we're about thirty people. Okay. And what's the breakdown like? Sales versus marketing versus engineering. Uh, it's about ninety percent engineering. <laughs> <laughs> makes good. We're still working on our sales and marketing. Yeah, team. makes good sense. Are you the sole founder? Uh, no, there's three of us. Got it. And did you guys like, how'd you meet? And is there one of those guys that or gals, a business person? Um, we're all engineers. Um, it's not a bad thing. Say... You're smiling as you say that, but that can be a good thing. Yeah. I would say one of us is more business minded than the other two. Um, my, yeah, the, my, um, one of my co-founders, John and I worked together at our previous company that we sold to Broadcom. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, my third co-founder, Thomas, um, 
he started his own company um, and joined us like shortly after we started this company. Got it. What is the, uh, okay, good. So three folks, you're at about 30, 90% engineering. What is your cost? Like, I mean, to acquire one of these customers, what are you paying to acquire one? Oh, that's a good question. Well, that's a, that's just kind of an early metric for us because yeah. we don't do a lot of like paid marketing or, um, sales. We do have dedicated sales people, but it's hard to, um, sort of hard to attribute what, what, how the costs are divided out today. Yeah. So a lot of the numbers are really kind of too, it's just too early. It's too early. Yeah. yeah. What are, I mean, I imagine you have some paid spend. What are you spending per month on, on, you know, direct, you know, ad stuff, conference sponsorships, things like that. Um, zero today, essentially. It's zero. Yeah. Okay. So like you're not, you're not even running like thousand dollar tests here or there. Um, oh, we've, we've run a thousand dollar tests here and there. Um, maybe we've spent about, 10 grand in total over the last three months. Okay. So how are folks finding you? Um, most people actually find us through Verizon. Oh, interesting. Okay. Tell me about that. How's that work? Um, so Verizon, because we are, um, a Verizon preferred partner, um, they have a sales team of about 900 people that are out in the field talking to their fortune 500, fortune 2000 customers, um, selling ranges of IOT solutions from video surveillance to telematics to energy management. Um, and anytime that they come across a customer who has the right, um, profile that fits our needs, they tell that customer about the solution that they can provide through Vertigris. And, um, so we have this, we kind of have this big fire hose kind of blowing into our company of all these people from Verizon yep. that we're just working on trying to resolve. Did you, um, did you make that a requirement when you had them invest that they had to you like, was that built into the docs? They had to utilize their sales team to push through your product. No, it was actually, it was weird. They, they kind of found us. They mm -hmm. knew that we were using their solution. And one of their, you know, a couple of guys from a regional sales office reached out to learn a little bit more about us than they were like, oh my God, this is something that our customers have been asking for. And then we did a couple pitch uh, pitches for their team. And then more and more people started like um, selling it. And that's actually how the venture team uh, found out about us mm -hmm. um, was because people in the sales office, like, have you guys looked at this company? It's the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. What is your, uh, what goal would you and the team be really happy to hit here in 2017 in terms of total revenue? Oh man. Uh, and I like think jumping up and down. Yeah. I think jumping up and down, um, over 5 million this year would be good. Yeah. Yep. And would that, what'd you do last year's like, would you be doubling or tripling or more? Uh, we would probably be about four X last year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So you did about 1.2 last year, something like that. Yeah. Got it. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year -year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com.
Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll apply immediately with the income report, and you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use, www.thetopinbox.com. Got it. Um, super cool, man. Good stuff. Let's wrap up here with the famous five mark. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book? Um, How the Mighty Fall. How the Mighty Fall. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, CEO, um, Mark Zuckerberg. Number three, no, spoken like a true guy from, from, from Silicon Valley, right? All right. Number uh, three, is there a favorite, besides your own, is there a favorite online tool you have? online tool um i guess it would be pivotal okay uh number four how many hours of sleep to get every night uh, about eight okay eight pretty good yeah and you said you're married with two kiddos right yeah young yeah two one four one seven. Oh man all right and how old are you um i'll be 40 this year very cool okay last question mark take us back 20 years what do you wish your 20 year old self knew um I wish I wish he had known to um, be more growth minded then, you know, don't uh, start sooner. When you say be more growth minded, do you mean like you were engineering and you had convinced yourself to build a great product and it would work, but you need to focus more on growth? Like, what do you mean by that? I mean that I used to believe that um, that being smart or being talented was something that was just uh, innate and i think if i had known then that you could continue to grow and develop i would have probably taken more risks and tried tried more things faster uh so when you say be more growth minded you meant personally like like yeah. it, got it you, you you would have realized earlier on that there was more room for you to learn and grow and you would have done more things to actively do that Correct. Yeah. There you guys have it from Mark. Again, had success with his first company. Now teamed up with two co-founders to launch. Again, Vertigris, a new company. Basically helps you kind of cool with little little kind of sensor clamps uh, in your electrical boxes with kind of an an, uh, an, I, uh, an iPhone-like device measuring your electricity usage to help you uh, run your systems more, more efficiently. You know, to see returns, you got to be spending, you know, somewhere between, you know, above 10 grand per month on that kind of stuff. But currently they're serving 300 customers paying on average, call it 800 
900 a grand per month, doing about 260 grand in monthly recurring revenue. His goal this year is to break that magical $5 million mark. Last year in 2016, did about 1.2. Two sides of the business, which enables him to keep churn super low, the hardware component going through installation. And again, again, the SaaS component, which with, with obviously much higher margins, usually, uh, utilizing a very strategic growth channel with Verizon's sales team, with his team of uh, 30 folks out there in Sunnyvale, California. Mark, thank you for taking us to the top. All right. Thanks, David. If you enjoyed Mark today, go back and listen to Makita yesterday. Makita is the CEO of Panadoc and, and tells us how, he's, how he 3x his customer revenue by being more than just a document signing company.